guys, welcome to Coffee Combos. I'm bringing the en- I'm bringing the energy for Lindsay today. I'm so glad because I cannot do anybody that's drab right now with this weather. I want to. I mean, and it's Monday. It, first of all, it's Monday. Secondly, it's raining in Georgia, which means that no one can drive. Like people forget how to drive if there's a drop of water for whatever reason. I feel like that's everywhere. And honestly, like bad drivers has been a thing lately, I feel like. <laughs> but why do I only think that it happens in Atlanta? I guess that's because I live here. I don't know. Right, right, right. Because I'm like, oh, Delaware's the worst drivers. But then I get to Jersey and I'm like, Jersey's the worst drivers. So I feel like it's like an everywhere thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, so. these people are dodos. Like it's sprinkling. Yeah. And I mean, my windshield wipers are probably on like the third setting. So, okay, I will say it's more than sprinkling. However, put your windshield wipers on and go. Like, why are we wearing emergency flashers? I'm confused. (laughs) Why are we wearing? Yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. Like, if you're just like relaxed and calm, you're going to get from point A to point B much faster than driving like an asshole because... For for what? Like, obviously, go the speed limit, maybe a little slower, just because it's a little slick out. But we don't need to drive like assholes. And everybody knows at this point my soft drink obsession with Coke. And I went by McDonald's this morning to get my Coke and go to pull in the parking lot. And I see this man looking like the Flash, like he's bolting through the parking lot of McDonald's. And I'm like, okay, so this could be lots of scenarios, but I was going to assume that he was an employee trying to get from work. But like, I didn't know where he was coming from because he passed my car (laughs) and he was going faster than my car. So I'm like, okay, this is scary. So he gets in the parking lot and I guess he doesn't realize that there's like a hole with a puddle and he like, Falls through the hole. You can tell that he like rolls his ankle and is like tripping and manages to still get up. I should not laugh. (laughs) And I'm cracking up laughing, which I shouldn't be. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm going to hell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hell for this because if that was me, I'd be so pissed. (laughs) And I'm just sitting in the drive-thru like watching this train wreck and I don't know where he went. So I still don't know if he's an employee of McDonald's or if he was like running from the police who really knows what was going was on. Was he running from the police? <laughs> was he maybe running from the rain? Like, was he in the rain? Oh, yeah. He was definitely in the rain. So, I mean, that so that's why he, he a high possibility. Maybe that's what it was. But no, 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 Kale. This was like a superhero, like flash running. It was like so fast. I don't think I've ever seen somebody run this fast. Oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. And this he was wearing thing. He also was wearing like work pants. Like, okay, so he probably worked there and was trying to get out of the rain. But who can run in work pants that fast? <laughs> you know what? When it's raining and you don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I can't run ever, so. I normally go Um, in. Okay, so this is something that really bothers me too. Do you always use the drive-thru or just like occasionally use it? I always go through the drive-thru. Okay, so we're again opposite. So 
I normally, on a daily basis, walk in to get a drink because I just feel like it's super lazy to go through the drive-thru like just to get a drink. And when I get a drink, I normally don't have Jackson in the car because it's after I've dropped him off to school. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't have a kid in the car. don't really have an excuse to go through the drive-thru other than the fact that I'm just lazy. But today I did go through the drive-thru because it was raining. But sometimes I see a line completely wrapped, not just like McDonald's, but anywhere, like completely wrapped around the establishment. And there's nobody in the dining. So you know that you could go in if you just got out of your car and get your food super fast because you're not going to have to wait in this line. But people will still get in the drive through line. I don't get it. Because it's all about convenience and people are lazy, so they don't want to get out of their car. I'm surprised that you only get out of your car because you said that it was, what did you say? You said it was, you you felt like it was lazy just to get a drink. I'm surprised that you get out of your car just for a drink. Does that make sense? Like, I would think that you would go through the drive-thru just to get a drink, but if you wanted, like, food and drinks and everything else, then you would go inside. I mean, maybe, but I just look at the line when I get to wherever I'm going and I'm like, okay. And then kind of decide. Yeah. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, the line is way longer in the drive-thru than to just go inside and get it. And right. I look at the cars and see what kind of cars they are. And then I go in and then I come back out and chances are the first car that was sitting in the drive-thru is still sitting there whenever I come out. So I know that I would have been like the sixth car. So I would have been at least waiting like 20 minutes. Oh yeah. See, that's not worth it. Might as well just go in then. Yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to know like, do people go through the drive-thru more or go in and why? Let us know. (laughs) You let us know. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. Can I ask you about what is going on with jokes? We haven't really been able to catch up. Okay. Let me just tell you about my shit storm of a week. And I'm just going to go from start to finish and you can stop me and let me know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was having a really emotional week because I'm having issues with my book publisher, as some of you already know. Um, So I kind of already had that on my mind and I've been stressing out about it. And so among other things. Um, Also in the same week planning Lincoln's birthday party. And then on Thursday, my friend had asked me if I could pick um, her son and my son are in the same class and they go to jujitsu together. So she had asked me if I minded just grabbing her son too and then meeting her at jujitsu. So I get to school Thursday to pick him up and I get a text that (laughs) Joe has filed for child support. So I am a firm believer that child support should be paid when it's needed and when the circumstances, you know, kind of warrant like, yes. Yeah. So, you know, Joe had been paying child support for a long time and we were in the process of taking him off because we now have 50, 50 custody. So we switch every Sunday. So I was going to take him off. And then I even from the time that he got 50, 50, until now, I had even offered to him to pay, give him his money back because I truly didn't need the his 50-50. I mean, I didn't need his child support when, since we've had 50-50. Right. So I'm shocked because, not because he filed for child support, because if he needs it, he needs it. 
However, I'm shocked in the way that he did it. He did it so sneaky. And I feel like not only did I go to your wedding, um, we had lunch with Isaac together about two weeks ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast. He's been trying to sell me rental properties and like um, properties to like flip and stuff. He's been trying to sell them to me. Like I even went and looked at one. Um, V asked me what we were doing for Halloween because we were going to maybe do Halloween together. And um, I just, and I invited them to, they didn't come, but I did invite them to Lincoln's birthday party. And so I kind of just feel like it was very, um, like he was kind of plotting to do it behind my back. And truthfully, Isaac's about to be nine and he doesn't have major expenses. I mean, knock on wood, he doesn't really have health issues. Um, I would be willing to split medical down the middle with him. Um, So I'm shocked at the way he did it. I'm more hurt that in the way that he did it because he was always the one that was like preaching to me about talking things out before going through court. So that's, um, that's where I was confused because I know that you guys have like an open line or I thought that you guys had an open line of communication where if there was an issue that out of, you know, all of your kids' dads that you can communicate with Joe in a way that you guys can work it out without going through court. Right. So I, my feelings are honestly hurt. I feel like he should have talked to me about it or at least let me know. I mean, at the very bare minimum, texted me and said, hey, Kale, I'm filing for child support, period. He had me thinking that he was just filing to decrease his you know, like, because like I said, we had 50-50, so we were trying to, you know, file for his to be lowered or get get rid of it because we don't need it. But was um, that the plan all along for him to get 50-50 right. and then file for child support because he knew he could get it at that point or? I'm not sure. And that's that's just kind of like so out of the blue, so sneaky and just like you've been plotting that for a long time. And so it's just... So just for everyone who has never dealt with child support um, during my divorce filings and whatever, um, you know, of course, attorneys involved. And to my knowledge, it's like a general thing across all states that child support, whether you have 50-50 custody and you live, what do they call it, kill in a shared state where... Like shared placement? Right, shared placement. Even if you have 50-50 shared placement, that does not have anything to do, the placement doesn't have anything to do with the financials. So if you have 50-50, you would think, I would think a logical person would think, okay, the 50% of time that you have him, you cover expenses, the 50% of time that I have him, I cover expenses, but the court does not look at it that way. They look at both parents' financial standings at their gross income and then whatever, like let's say you make more than Joe, then they're going to look at the net difference and that's what you're going to pay him in child support even though you guys share 50-50 custody, which is crazy to me. So- in I would say that in a normal circumstance, I could see why they would do it that way. You know, if one parent is struggling even at 50-50, then yeah, obviously 100%. it's needed and it's, it's warranted. But if you're not financially struggling and the child does not live two different lifestyles in each home, 
to me, you're just being greedy and you're just doing it because you can. And I don't think that's fair. And like I said, I'm not against child support. If a man makes less than the mother and they're in a situation where they need it and it's warranted, okay, fine. Like I said, I'm willing to split. When Isaac busted his lip open a couple weeks ago and had to get stitches, um, you know, there was a copay for $200. And Joe and I both handed our cards and we each paid half. Right. Period. So exactly tell me what exactly is the child support for, I guess, is that my concern. And like I said, it's more about how he did it and how he went about it. That pissed me off. So, I mean, I don't really want to spend too much time on it, but what's right is all I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. What's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. And I know what's right. It will fall into place. Maybe not right away, but what's right is, is will happen. And I know that. And I feel quite certain that the people that are listening who are Teen Mom 2 fans will see this play out visually. Um, Oh, I'm sure. And and we can leave it at that. Okay, y'all, let's take a minute to celebrate because the FabFitFun Winter Box is finally here. And I really look forward to just sitting on my couch with the box and going through each of the items with the magazine so I can read about each new product. Um, FabFitFun is a really great way to treat yourself or a friend, family member that you love, um, especially if you're buying for people for the holidays. These are great gifts. Um, It is perfect for any occasion, really. So FabFitFun, as you know, is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year with full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 per box. And I love FabFitFun. Because you never know what you're going to get, but you can always use the products. And honestly, I have mine right in front of me. And I got this Sea Whip body cream, and it's from Anthropology. I feel like this is something I would definitely use, but not something that I would have necessarily known about had I not gotten it in the box. In the box. And then I also got Bear Paw gloves, where they're like the tips are cut off, but it also has the mitten part to go over and the little ear muff band. I love that because it's so practical. And obviously you need that kind of stuff for wintertime. Absolutely. You guys, these are full-size products in the boxes. They are no samples of anything. The value is absolutely insane. Many of the products' individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. The total retail value of this box is $275. Not every box is going to be the same. But in my box, um, three of my favorite items were the Jade Roller by Sherry Matthews. Um, I'm really into skincare, so that was something that struck my fancy. Um, Over-the-knee socks, which I thought were super cute. I love anything over-the-knee. I think it's super flattering. And I can't wait to try the Pure Cosmetic eyeshadow palette that was in there because all of those colors are kind of like the color scheme that I use. So I was just really excited for it. So you can sign up for FabFitFun today. FabFitFun boxes make amazing gifts for the holidays and use our code COFFEE to get $10 off your first box. So go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code COFFEE to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use our code COFFEE to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. All right, let's get back to the show. Can you update me on Lincoln's birthday party and how that okay. went? <laughs> so two things. Um, one, remember how we talked about the, the birthday party invitation dilemma with who we were going to invite and stuff like that? Yes, yes. So I um, 
ultimately just was inviting like family friends and um, like a couple kids that he specifically wanted from like jujitsu and soccer or whatever. So it worked out. However, I don't think that anyone got the memo when I don't know what the invitations looked like for Javi's party. I don't know if there was an RSVP number. I have no idea, but I had parents come up to me and RSVP and I was like, oh, like I didn't know how to react. And I think it was just like natural <laughs> reaction to be like, oh, which one? Like I didn't know, even though I didn't invite the kids for my party, I was just like, it was just so, I was thrown off by it. And I was like, oh, I think that you mean to RSVP to Javi for Lincoln's party for him. I said, we do them separately. And I had two or three parents come up to me and they were like, oh, and they were just like, so confused. They were confused, but I'm like, there's an RSVP number and name on the on the invitation for a reason. And I'm hoping that maybe he put that on there. Um, so but I will say, just- Kill, because you're probably at the school more and because people recognize that you are Lincoln's mom, that I think people are all about convenience and it kind of takes a little time to text or to call. So when they see you, they're probably like, oh yeah, I just wanted to let you know I'm going to be at the party and they don't know all the background information and the dysfunction, you right. know? Right. Yeah. It just was like adding to the, you know, the whole situation. But I mean, I didn't care. I was just saying, I was like, oh, wow. Um, so I had the birthday party at um, a trampoline park, which um, I had had Isaac's at Sky Zone before, like a couple years ago. And I paid for an extra hour for Isaac's a couple years ago because I just felt like it was a lot of chaos and a lot of time. And honestly, Sky Zone is almost 45 minutes from us. Um, So to drive up there for a birthday party to not even jump for two full hours, I kind of felt like, okay, maybe we get the full hour, you know, the extra hour. Yeah. Um, For this party, I didn't do that. Um, Just because I was like, I'm not really sure like what this is going to look like. And I know I Lincoln and Isaac wanted to have a sleepover afterwards. So I was like, we'll just do like the allotted two hours. Um, the party went really well. Um, the cake was amazing. Lincoln obviously had a blast, but I will say that $600 for two hours, um, not even two full hours of jumping, but like literally an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 15 minutes because the pizza and the cake, I kind of felt like wasn't really worth it. Like, it was a lot of hassle. And this trampoline park, I didn't want to have it at Sky Zone because it was, I didn't want it to be the same as Isaac's, you know, two years ago, but right. um, was about an hour away because there's not a whole lot to do in Dover where we're at. There's We've already done birthday parties at every single place that we could possibly do it. Um, so obviously I'm glad that the kids had a good time, but they were all kind of like, they felt gypped for the jumping time. And so I kind of felt like it was a lot of money for not a lot of time. Like a, a birthday party should be at least three hours, I would say. Well. Okay, so I have two different feelings about this because I have thought the same thing. The past two years, I've done Jackson's birthday party at Sky Zone, and we've talked about this before. And the people that own the Sky Zone that's closest to us are super nice and have allowed us to use like a private room, which I know most Sky Zones have the open forum where you just kind of get a seat, they reserve you a seat, but you might be next to another party and you have like a certain amount of time. I don't like Mm -hmm. that because I will be so rushed and frazzled and I don't want to tell people, oh, well, you've had five minutes to eat your piece of pizza. Now we've got to do cake because we got to get out of here. I hate that part. 
I mean, I just don't like to feel rushed like that. Like, you know, you have right. X amount of minutes to do this and then you just feel like everything is like so on a time, which I do get it because they're a business and they are trying to get as many parties as they can on a given Saturday and you have a time slot. I like the sense of the jumping time because if they jump for an hour, they jump for two hours, you know that the place is going to tell them, hey, the jump time's up. Now you've got to go do cake. You've got to go do presents. You've got to go do all that. So I do like that part of it, but I do feel your pain as far as the checkbook is concerned because it does seem so expensive for the limited amount of time. And I think back to when we were kids, like I had birthday parties at like the skating rink or like the bowling alley or whatever. And I know for sure my parents were not paying $600. No. And that was the thing. I was like to pay $600 for two hours. Like, no, again, and I paid, I don't know. And then the cake on top of it. And truthfully, I was just like, I'm not even like it's at least three hours so that they get two solid jumping hours. And then you do cake. We don't even open presents at birthday parties because I know that we just wait till we get home. And because I didn't want to take the time, but yeah, I just felt like I felt like Lincoln kind of got gypped, honestly. And I, $600 is so expensive for two hours. I just wasn't going to do a whole other hour because the Lincoln's party this year was a lot smaller than Isaac's was two years ago. Isaac had 40 freaking people at his for his sixth birthday. And that's why I was like, okay, let's do the extra hour because obviously it's going to take longer for everyone to eat and get do cake. Right. You know, for, for that size group. But this one was a little bit smaller and I just, I don't know. I felt like Lincoln was gypped, but um, you know, we had, my family came and we did a little sleepover with, there was like eight kids at my house afterwards and they slept over. So, you know, we made up for it, but still. Well, speaking of birthday parties. So like I said, we always have a big birthday party for Jackson. It's always, you know, everybody always comes to it. It's always the biggest birthday party of the year. And I spend a lot of time, you know, I do everything like down to like fine details, like to what type of confetti is going to be on the tables, like, (laughs) and spend so much time and it is stressful, but I really enjoy doing it because it makes him so happy and he loves celebrations. Like he is just like me when it comes to holidays, he counts down the days and I mean, it's just a very exciting time. So Um, After last year, I kind of had that same feeling about the time and feeling rushed and you put so much time and effort into everything and then it's over like in a blink of an eye and you're like, wow. And then you kind of feel like as the parent, you're rushing around so much that you feel like I'm not even really getting to enjoy everything that I planned because I'm so frazzled. and. We just decided because Jackson came home for the past two years saying that his friends bring goodie bags and cupcakes and stuff to the school, which I always send like cupcakes, cookies, like something to the school, but I don't do goodie bags to the school because I do them at the party. Well, what I didn't realize were that most people don't have parties that he goes to school with. And they do just a party inside the class where the moms send goodie bags and cupcakes or cake or cookies or whatever it is. And they do everything there. And then maybe they're doing a family party or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And so then I kind of felt bad because I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, sending goodie bags to the school and doing goodie bags at the party. The party. So this year he was like, I really want to do goodie bags at school. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll do, you know, cupcakes, goodie bags. I'll send, you know, all the stuff that I would do. I would, I'll send it to the school and you can do it at the school. And then we're just going to go, um, his birthday actually falls like the new year's weekend. So we're just going to go over to our lake house for the weekend and, spend time with family and just do all of the family stuff there. I'm going to take him and his best little friend to Sky Zone to jump. And then he's going to do his actual like cupcakes and all that stuff at school. So I don't know. It's just, that seems to be what he wants to do. So I'm fine with it, which part of me is kind of a little heartbroken because I have all of these beautiful pictures for the past five years and now this year he wants to do it different, but it's okay. Oh, well, you know what? And he'll love it just as much. You know, I feel like, and it's nice because it's like, you know, that's what he wants. Like, so you, you're able to do it. Probably makes it a little bit easier on you. Yeah. I mean, it will be a whole lot less stressful, um, but I thrive under pressure. So I feel like that's when I operate. <laughs> the best. So right. I don't know, like I really get into it and whatever, but yeah, it's kind of sad to watch that they morph into these little tiny men and they don't want to be babies anymore and they don't want to do what you want them to do. And right. I just don't want to be that parent that like forces something that right is just like not gonna oh. not gonna happen. I'm gonna leave that to Will with baseball. Yeah, <laughs> which who knows? Maybe Jackson will like it as he gets older. But just right now, it's like you know. Okay, so let me update you guys on my progress with Beachbody. I'm doing Insanity and P90X because those are the two that Lindsay and I just love, and um, it's going really well. Obviously, I have three kids. We're always on the go, and it's just super convenient to tailor my workouts to my schedule. Yeah, and I like using Beachbody when I feel like I keep repeating workouts and I get bored. They have a guide to help you with food choices, which I also love. And typically, I do the 21-day fix, which I've talked about, Insanity and P90X. Those are just three go-tos that I feel like you can't go wrong. Uh, Beachbody has a history of success. You can get motivated by celebrity world-class superstar trainers, you know, like Sean T, Charlene Johnson, Tony Horton, and Autumn Calabrese. Workout on your schedule. The workouts can be as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. So for busy moms, this is perfect. We're all so busy. And in the time that it takes you to drive and park at the gym, you could literally be finished at home with a workout. So the access is anywhere, anytime. You can do it on your computer, your web-enabled TV, a tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. So what are you waiting for? Join over 1 million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. Let's get in shape together with hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio hit to yoga and even dance workouts. Right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks. But you have to text COFFEE to 303030. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, the results plans to get you super fast results and support totally free. 
Again, just text coffee to 303030. Let's get back to the show. Um, what did you say? Performing under pressure. Yeah. I feel like this week I typically like projects, anything like that, I do perform better under pressure. But so I just want to go over what's been going on with my book stuff because I do feel like I'm under a shit ton of pressure right now and I truly don't know how to handle it for once. Um, as you guys know, I wrote the book, um, A Letter of Love with 13th and Joan, which is the publisher. And, um, we launched the book, but we did, I guess she did the pre-order for starting back in February. And, um, you know, there was a couple issues along the way, but just a few minor bumps in the road. Um, but somewhere along the lines, there was a miscommunication about how many books we're getting. Hold on. Somebody was calling me. Um, Somewhere along the line, there was a miscommunication about how many books were being signed because I was under the impression that only the pre-orders were going to be signed. And then there was a deadline that they would switch on their website where anything after, you know, X, whatever the date was, um, they weren't going to be signed and they would just be orders to fulfill. Um, And... There's just been a bunch going on. I was told there was a hundred around a hundred international orders. Um, and then on the first of November, um, I was told that the books would be delivered. I did not know that there were 750 books to be delivered. I thought it was just the 100 international orders. And I had let them know that I couldn't get to the books until at least Wednesday. Um, I was out of town and we just had a bunch going on. Um, and then when I got to the books, they were not wrapped in cellophane like previous orders. So I had already signed, I would say probably between six and 900 books that were all hardcover, wrapped in cellophane, packaged nicely, whatever, signed them, sent them out. These ones, I guess, were ordered from a different manufacturer. Not only were they rained on for three days or four days, um, they look completely different than the other books. So I had told the publisher that I wasn't going to get to th- get to them till Wednesday. And once I did get to them, they had sat, they had been sitting in the rain for three or four days and they weren't wrapped in cellophane. So obviously a lot of them got ruined. Most of them got ruined. Um, so I truly don't know how to move forward on with it. Um, so our lawyers did have to get in touch, in touch with each other. So I'm not really sure what's happening. Um, the one thing that is confusing to me is, People that pre-ordered in February haven't gotten their books, but people who ordered in October have already gotten books. So I'm not really sure how, like, what the issue is there. Um, but they did send send out a mass email saying for anyone who didn't order their books to contact me directly, which I have three point what seven million followers on Instagram. I don't. I don't get everybody's messages. I only get messages from people that I follow. So everybody else goes into message request mixed with people who also didn't order books. So unless I'm going through 3 million messages, I have no way of con- like communicating with these per- people. Right. Right. So, and they didn't order from me. They ordered from 13th and Joan. Also, um, and you have I don't no know, access do- just so everybody knows as well. Kale doesn't have access to the financial part of it. So like to give you a refund, she can't do that. Or to track I don't even order, have a she can't right. do that. Right. 
So I'm just not really sure. I mean, obviously, there's two issues here. The rain damage, obviously. But then also the other issue is um, the quality and the difference in the books. Because the first bat- the first couple batches that were sent to me were smaller, sleeker, whiter. The book, um, the, the cover of it is, is centered. Um, and the, the newer one, I'm not sure if it was a cheaper manufacturer, printer, whatever it's called. I'm not really sure. So I'm just not, I don't know how to proceed with this. And I don't know if it's legal for me to tell people to ask for a refund. I don't know if it's legal for me to even be talking about it. So, um, but I just wanted to update you guys because there's no other real way for me to tell you guys what's going on when she's telling me to reach out directly or telling you guys to reach out directly to me. So, um, I'm not bashing the publisher by any means. I'm just saying that this is what's going on and this is the best way I can communicate to you what is going on. And if you guys continue listening to the podcast, we will make sure that we update because we are getting, even on my personal Instagram, I'm getting messages. um, We're getting messages on the podcast Instagram. I'm sure you're getting tons of messages. Again, they go into message request and you're not getting them directly and there's no way to really filter through that many messages so just stay tuned and we will update you guys along with that now people are concerned about merch my merch line my personal merch line coffee combos merch line and my new hairline they're concerned that based on the business and um you know, kind of how the pre-orders and the orders are going with the books that now they're not wanting to order my other stuff because they're afraid that the same thing is going to happen. You know, if someone's paying for a pre-order in February and they don't get their book until December, that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem and it's affecting my other businesses. So I just want you guys to know that, um, you know, my hairline is not going to have that issue. Our merch is not going to have that issue. Um, You know, sometimes there are glitches in businesses and that's just not the way that the rest of our businesses will go. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. If you guys are feeling on the fence about using meal delivery service, let me assure you that HelloFresh is really checking all of the boxes for me. I can't tell you how many times I've made the pesto chicken with the potatoes and salad, and it's seriously so good. So for those of you who don't know what HelloFresh is, it is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. You can choose from three different plans, classic, veggie, and family, and each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources. The Global Eats Options brings authentic international dishes and flavors to home cooks for exciting new meals, and you can enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night. The Global Eats Options brings authentic international dishes and flavors to home cooks for exciting new meals. You can enjoy not having to plan dinner or spending money on takeout for an easy night or worry about gathering ingredients week after week. Yes, and I've been dying to tell you guys about the Pork and Poblano Tacos, which are in the Hall of Fame, which means that they're super popular. They're so good. Lindsay's had them too. And we look forward to our HelloFresh deliveries because it just got that much easier. And there are loads of one-pot recipes for seriously speedy cooking and minimal cleanup. Cooking becomes something that you can actually want to do when you get home from work instead of like, you know, just long times in the kitchen. You know, you have kids, they have sports. It's hard to kind of have that whole thing set up. But when you have HelloFresh, it makes it a lot easier. So you spend less time meal planning, less time grocery shopping every week, and then 
you can do more of what you love. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone by discovering new delicious recipes in each week's box. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash CoffeeConvo60 and enter Coffee Combos 60. It's like receiving six meals free or up to 50% off three boxes. Again, visit HelloFresh.com slash Coffee Combo 60 and enter Coffee Combo 60 for a total of $60 off. That's $20 off your first three boxes. Let's get back to it. Um, on a lighter note, though. Yes. This past week, on top of all of the drama and chaos that have been going on in both of our <laughs> lives, we have been scrambling um, planning a Coffee Combos Christmas party. So yes, um, we had done a poll, what, Kale, two weeks ago on Instagram mm-hmm. and yeah. put Atlanta and Chattanooga, Tennessee, and surprisingly... Um, Tennessee won out by like 60%, which is kind of crazy to me with the part of Tennessee, you know, Chattanooga is not a major city. Um, Atlanta being a major city, that was very shocking to me, but we have decided that we are going to host it in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So all the details, we will be having tickets um, for sale on coffeecombospodcast.com and um, we... It'll have all the details, location, time, et cetera. Um, we are checking bags. We'll have security. Um, and I think that as soon as we get a couple photos just to put up on the website, they'll be up for sale. Yes. So um, the only reason that we are selling tickets, this is not going to be profitable to us in any way. It is the only way to control um who's going to be coming in and who's going to be going out. So um, the cost will be very minimal and um, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have food and drinks and music and everything fun. Um, If we have any merch left at that time, we will have it um, for sale on site wherever we are. And um, we have a ton of raffles, like a ton of raffles. So if you guys want to come for a good time and maybe win some awesome gifts. I definitely, definitely things want you guys that, to get a ticket. Things that you guys have seen on our Instagrams, um, posting that you might want might be in a raffle. Um, we're so excited. We were talking about the raffles the other day and about how many <laughs> raffles and people wanted to give stuff. So that's super exciting. So you can yeah, come. Yeah, yeah come and win and hang and um, it'll just be a fun time. We've been wanting to do it for a while, but never really found the the right timing to be able to do it. And Christmas time is a perfect time to gather and enjoy. Um, so we can't wait. I might wear an ugly sweater. Kale, you can't wear What? You can't wear This is not an ugly sweater party. Okay, but I, but maybe I'm the ugly sweater and you're like the glitz and glam, like you know, because I feel like that fits our personalities. That definitely would fit our personalities, no joke. Um, but if I show up like and Kill's wearing like an ugly sweater and I'm wearing like 19 inch heels and 
address, I'm going to be like, WTF. Like, are you going to kick me out? Are you going to ask security to escort me out? Or do I get to still have drinks and do raffles? Yeah, no, you're still going to have drinks and do raffles. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, what is going on? Like... Like, you're not going to claim me as a a co-host. Yes, I will claim you, of course. But I am so... I love doing events and stuff because I love all of the girly side of the events, being able to get a cute outfit and cute shoes. I love doing all that. And I know that you hate doing all of that. I do. But you know what? I've had so much, like, honestly shit happen in the last couple of weeks. And I don't feel like I've truly, like dressed up and like got ready since the vmas back in august like yeah i'll go out for like a dinner like a casual dinner with like my friends or the kids or whatever but like um i haven't done like dress up makeup and stuff like that besides the vmas in august so i'm actually excited to like really dress up i love to get dressed up and feel pretty like Sometimes on rainy days like today where I'm just kicking it in sweats and like a mom sweatshirt and my hair's on top of my head or in a baseball hat, 90% of the time when I get to get dressed up, I just feel so much better. Yeah. And I feel that way too. I feel like I'm learning how to do makeup better. So I'll like get ready during the week a little bit. Not so much like glam. But, like, I'll get ready and I just feel better. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I envy moms who have, like, corporate jobs or whatever because they are getting up every day and hopefully getting ready. Um, Or, you know, they're getting ready to be presentable at their jobs. And I think, wow, I'm just an entrepreneur and I work from home and I can wear sweats It's like nice, but also sometimes you wish you were a little more accountable. Yeah. I mean, they probably think the same about us. Like they wish they didn't have to go to work and not be presentable. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's always like you want like a little bit of what you don't have. Right. Exactly. Um, But speaking of sweatshirts, um, I'm obsessed with the Coffee Combos sweatshirts. I love them. I thought they were so comfortable and I was hoping that you'd be happy with them because I wasn't really sure. Sometimes merch is a trial and error type of thing. Um, Sometimes you think that the quality is really good and then you get it and you try it on and you're like, oh no. But I actually really love the Coffee Combo sweatshirts. I do too. I was really excited about it. It's super soft. It's cozy. Um, I will say if you're looking for, um, when you purchase it, if you're looking for one to be like a little bigger, then I would probably wear a medium to be oversized, but the small fits pretty true to my size. Um, I like mine slightly on the baggier side, just like a loose side. Cause I might wear like a long sleeve or something underneath. Um, I, even with my huge boobs, I could fit into a medium, but I do like the looser fit for a large. Yes. I, I'm just saying like if some some people like super oversized. So if you're yeah. wanting something oversized, then just size up one. But if you want something true to size, then just get your normal size because I feel like it fits very true to size. Okay, you guys. I hope that y'all have decided to listen to my advice, skip the trip, and get your perfect fitting bra in 60 seconds. 
Can you even imagine no hassles at the mall or overly eager salespeople to deal with? Third Love makes it possible to quickly order and try on in the privacy of your own home so there's no more awkward fitting room experiences. My favorite style is the 24-7 perfect fit. And I love it because it gives me full coverage. And I like the straps because they don't slip off. They're a little on the thicker side, but it's perfect for, especially for the fall when I want to wear sweaters. I don't have that overspill on the top of my bust area. So Third Love just added 24 new sizes, making them the industry leader with a total of 70 sizes. Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and feel even better. The most sizes of any brand, quality in every stitch, the details make the difference from premium fabrics to expert design. Find your fit in 60 seconds. We're not kidding. I love a good t-shirt bra and I love how comfortable it is for me to wear just day to day. And I also really like the organic cotton pajama sets. I love pajamas and these were just a real hit for me. And I honestly hate going to the stores in general. So this is just a great added bonus. Comfort and quality tagless labels. So no itching straps that won't slip like Kale said Ultra soft, smoothing fabrics. They even have a new cotton collection, lightweight memory foam cups. How can you go wrong? And returns and exchangers are always free. So why not try it? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash coffee now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash coffee 15% off today. Now let's get back to the show. Um, over the course of this week, because we haven't really caught up with all my freaking drama and bullshit going on, what like articles have you found or like came across lately? Okay, so many. And like I've said so many times before, I just get on these rabbit holes and it's like I just click from one thing to the next. And I'm obsessed with knowing what's going on in the news. So I don't know what's wrong with me. And then Will walks by and he's like, you're sick. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you reading this stuff? And I'm like, because it's so interesting. Um, The article that he actually caught me reading was actually really disgusting. Um, it was about a man who was flying Delta as much as I raved about how great Delta was, um, last week on the podcast. Of course, I see an article this week about a man sitting in dog shit, um, on a flight. Yes. And I was just appalled, but I also thought it was a scam. When I saw this, I was like, oh, this is probably like another airline trying to like say bad stuff about Delta, but no, it's like really legit. Um, This man, this happened on November the 1st and he boarded a flight from Atlanta to Miami, from Atlanta, go figure. Um, And he smelled a foul odor when he was getting on the plane and the passenger that was sitting next to him smelled it as well. And when he reached down to grab his phone charger, he discovered like what was going on. And he said that it wasn't until he got down there and realized, oh my God, I'm in feces. And he initially didn't know whether it was human or animal, but he said there was like a lot of it. 
and it was on his shoes and other clothes. So he went to the lavatory um, after the flight attendant had given him some cleanup items and he said that he basically was made to feel like he was supposed to be okay with two paper towels and a bottle of gin and that they also didn't stop the boarding process. So like he had this shit all over him and they just <gasps> continued boarding. And so why? I have no idea. And so he said that he got off the plane to speak with someone at the check-in desk and eventually more paper towels were brought on board to wipe down the like the affected seat and like the floor area where it was. And he wasn't satisfied with the cleanup, which obviously if you have boarded a flight and you're supposed to ride for two hours and you have dog shit like all over you, I think no one's going to be very happy at this given moment. Well, you know what though? It's really kind of annoying because I feel like they have delayed flights and canceled flights for less issues. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's a crock. Like I feel like they delay and cancel when it I've literally been on delayed flights because crew have not showed up. Like where it will be there was one time I was in Atlanta sitting in the airport for like eight hours and they could not find crew members to fly on the flight. So every time they would reschedule the flight, it would be another delay just because crew yes. wouldn't show up. But then yet you've got like actual dog shit like in a seat. Which is completely unsanitary. Completely. And so when he said that, like he wasn't okay with these options that they had given him paper towels and like a bottle of gin. Um, the flight attendant said that they were pushing the plane back and it's time to go and he can either sit in his seat or be left behind. And Oh, see, no, no. Yeah, like I just think that that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't. I don't support that, and I and completely understand. And the only thing Delta did was they issued a statement and said that they issued him a refund and additional compensation for the customer that was impacted in the incident. Um, the safety and health of our customers' employees is top priority, and they, they obviously were, not. They were conducting a full investigation, um, following up with the right terms to prevent this from happening again. Um, once they landed in Miami, Delta did take the flight, um, like the aircraft was taken out of service to be deep clean and disinfected is what they say. But that doesn't solve the problem of the customer who was affected in Atlanta from this. That's absolutely disgusting. I don't care what they did. And also who's to say it was even dog shit? Like what if it was human shit? Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying it's so unsanitary and honestly would be worse if it was people. I just think it's nasty. And the pictures that I saw, I don't know if it's actual pictures of, I want to say it is because it was showing like his black, like it looked like business attire, what he was wearing. Like he was wearing a suit and like black shoes. So who knows? He might've been going for a business meeting or whatever. And he, it was like a pile of dog shit. Whoever let their dog shit on the plane and didn't clean it up is disgusting. And whoever was supposed to clean the aircraft before it was reboarded is disgusting because they should have found that before he ever got on the plane. 
Well, right, because don't they wipe down the whole plane and stuff, like, before people get on? They don't wipe Which it down. Which makes me... See, but that makes me even more concerned because it's like if y'all didn't clean that up or see it or even like anything, what else are you guys not acknowledging? Like, I just feel like when you're getting off the plane, you always see people come on and like start cleaning it up. Are they not like wiping them down with like sanitary wipes and stuff? Like not even the seats or the headrests or the trays or anything? No, they don't wipe any of that stuff down. They they collect the trash but oh, to they're, my not knowledge, wiping the, they're not wiping them down. No, they're not disinfecting those seats. I always carry like the disinfecting wipes or whatever. You can buy them at like Target or Walmart at the front checkout. You know, they just have like the little packs that you can put in your purse or diaper bag or whatever. Yeah. Like wet mm-hmm. ones. Um, I buy those. And anytime I go on a plane before I sit down, I wipe down the seat and the armrest and like anything that I'm going to be using or touching, I wipe it down because there's no telling what has been sitting in that seat. And I know as many flights as I've been on and what I have seen, I have never seen somebody wipe down seats in a, like with disinfectant or anything like that. They collect trash and that's it. No wonder it's you get sick always, like when you're getting off, when you get out of traveling or whatever, like drink your airborne your vita- your emergency your liquid iv like whatever the case may be drink it because planes are disgusting so that's nasty. why i'm saying like you have to when you go to airports and stuff like that you are encountering people from all over the world that are traveling from wherever who so, knows where, yeah. Yeah, like you don't even know. So the level of germs that are, you know, in an airport is disgusting. So yeah, I'm I'm crazy. I always try to up, you know, my vitamin C, like you said, liquid IV or whatever it may be to boost my immune system before I go to an airport or whatever. We're about to go to Disney World and you better bet that I will be drink in some liquid IV so that I don't catch anything because that is like a melting pot. (laughs) When you go to Disney World, it's like you see people from all parts of the world. It's crazy. So nasty. So, so nasty. Okay, you guys. So flu and cold season is upon us and staying properly hydrated is one of the most important factors in flu and cold recovery and prevention. I'm happy to report that Liquid IV contains 110% daily value of vitamin C and B12, so it can definitely come to the rescue this fall. Liquid IV is a little flavored convenient packet made with clean non-GMO ingredients that you put into your water. It tastes great and it really aids quickly in hydrating you properly. I take Liquid IV with me if I'm going to the airport for extra hydration. I also put it in Jackson's water bottle when he has a soccer game or if we're going to be at the beach for a long time. Uh, My favorite is the berry, but honestly, all the flavors are good. So Liquid IV is a healthy, clean ingredient alternative to sugary sports drinks and is safe for pregnant, nursing, and children to consume. The entire family will love it. I also use it for just fueling through a tough workout because it helps prevent cramping, fatigue, and promotes healthy post-workout recovery also. This is not your average electrolyte mix. Liquid IV donates one serving to people in need for every order that is placed. I love Liquid IV, and I know that you will too. Right now, our listeners get 20% off liquidiv.com when you use our code COFFEE at checkout. 
That's 20% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquid-iv.com and enter our promo code COFFEE to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquid-iv.com, promo COFFEE. Don't wait. Get hydrated today. What's next? Did you see the information about the man who was executed in Tennessee? No, I didn't see anything about that. Okay, so... I didn't even know that um, electric chairs were still used. I thought that was like a blast from the past. and Yeah, it kind of sounds like inhumane. Yeah. So I thought that was just not a thing that happened. So as I'm scrolling, I see this and I'm like, oh, wow. So of course I get interested and there's a man that um, was in Tennessee. Um, that's where he was serving his time. And he murdered two people in 1984, and he was executed. I think it was last week. And it said that he was the first inmate in the United in the United States in five years to die in an electric chair. Which I thought in five years that's not really that long. So right, like I'm I'm surprised that it was even that short. Exactly, like just crazy. So he was 63 years old and his last words, um, as he was getting executed was let's rock. And I thought, wow, like this man must be pretty crazy. Um, or maybe he was just tired of, I mean, he killed those people in 1984. So he's been in prison for how long? I think that was, you know, like he probably was, that's not a lot. I mean, like I said, I mean, I didn't say it, but he deserved to be in prison. So, but he was probably not wanting to be in prison anymore. Well, that's what I was thinking. And then he had filed, I don't know if it was just like weeks before or something, but he had filed an appeal um, to the U.S. Supreme Court and it was denied. So basically saying that neither option was really humane. Like if he did the lethal injection, like that wasn't humane or the electric chair that that was not humane. So um, I read a little bit about the electric chair and it being an option. And what I read was that nine states have death by electric chair as an alternative to lethal injection. So who who determines what they get? Who determines whether it's lethal injection or the person? Yes. Like they can choose like in those nine states, from what I understand, they can choose if they... His his argument to the Supreme Court was that lethal injection was not humane because it's like a, you get, I don't know how it really works, but from my understanding, it like starts shutting down your organs and like you get sick and it's like so a it's longer. it's not quick and painless. It's yeah, like a longer process. It's a longer process, right? It's not like an instant thing. So um, Tennessee actually became the first state to make the use of the electric chair mandatory when lethal injection drugs are unavailable. So any person that's convicted of a capital offense before January 1 of 1999 can choose electrocution as an option. I can't see myself ever choosing. I mean, I could never see myself being in that situation, but I would never choose an electric chair. I, it was crazy when I was reading this because I was like, who would choose that? But I guess in the situation of death or death, 
you're thinking what's going to take me out quickest versus do I want to, I've, yes, he killed people and yes, he should have been where he was. He's been there since 1984, since he committed these crimes, but I'm sure it came down to, you can either die, you're going to die either way. So you can either choose lethal injection or you can choose electric chair. I'm sure he was like to hell with it. I'm going to let him fry me because I'm not going to sit and suffer Like, wait for my organs to shut down. You know what's crazy that you just said, um, you know, that he killed two people or whatever. I just had a conversation with my cousin when she was in town. It's crazy to me that in the United States, and I might have said this on the podcast before, you could literally, two people could commit very, very similar crimes or murders and their punishment or jail time or sentencing is so completely different that I just, I kind of just don't have faith in our justice system whatsoever. Well, based off of like the state, you know, like the state that the crime was committed. I know, but it's like, I mean, look at, to me, Casey Anthony, OJ Simpson and John Bonet Ramsey's parents, all completely different crimes. But to me, they were all guilty they all did it and they get off the hook but then you have this guy who in tennessee killed two people in 1984 he's on death row essentially his for the rest of his life now he gets sentenced to death you get we'll just make somebody up in california who i don't know stabs two people to death and he probably is just prison with no possibility of parole it's just weird yeah i know it's based on the state but it's so crazy to me that they could literally, I mean, I don't know how he, the guy in Tennessee killed the people, but I'm saying like, no, I get it. Two people. Like, that's just so weird to me. And it's just kind of frustrating. And then to think about only nine states out of all of them. Did you say they own, only nine states offer the electric chair? Yeah. Only, only nine states have death by electric chair. So, so what are the other, what are the other ones? Just lethal injection. That's the only other one. Is there another one that's no, just lethal injection. So So it's these nine states though, only offer, um, it is an alternative to lethal injection, but I think that they, I think it's like if you want to do the electric chair, you have to appeal the lethal injection. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like that would be the right. first thing, but I believe it has to go through appeals process for you to go to the electric chair versus doing lethal injection. And that's what he had appealed to the Supreme Court that the lethal injection was not humane and that, you know, it, that just wasn't right. So he chose the electric I'm chair. I'm not sure that, Adam, I'm not sure that the electric chair is humane either. And I know there's people who are against doing the death penalty regardless. Um, but could you imagine though, like I saw the pictures of what it looks like with the electric chair and they actually allow media and the family that were of the victims to come in to watch it watch it which i also find to be not humane but i guess they figure that's part of the family's grieving process and they're right to do that um however the pictures of the electric chair just seems something like you would see in like a horror movie it's like yes just imagine like a large wooden chair with black 
padding and straps on the arms. Like it's like a restraint across the chest. Um, and they have a gurney behind it. So once he is pronounced dead, they strap him to the gurney and then like wheel him out. So I don't know. I just think that that is so nuts. And Tennessee, like it's, it's morbid. Tennessee actually has not used the electric chair in 47 years. This was the first time they had used it since then. So why do they even have the death penalty if they're not using it? It's just like a weird, and I, I feel like this conversation might even fall under politics a little bit because it kind of is politicky. It's kind of, I don't know, but what, I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of opinions on it and I feel like I feel like I have opinions on it both ways. Like I feel for the victims and then I feel for the people that have to die inhumane. But I guess the way that the system sees it is that you killed somebody that was not in a humane way. So why are you not deserving of that? I just don't really know how I feel because I'm not in the position of having to have feelings towards that. You know, like you can't say I feel a certain way if you haven't been a family member of a victim or if you haven't been you know a person who's done it you don't know how you would feel i think he chose this because it was the quicker you know of the the two choices so i don't know i just thought it was kind of interesting that something like the electric chair i thought was so outdated is still being used and is still an option to basically place a sponge in a helmet on somebody's head and fry them. That's so crazy. That is so crazy. So, so crazy. Um, in other news though, um, (laughs) there was an article that I saw and I would be so pissed if this was me, but a daycare closed for the weekend And a baby boy was forgotten inside the daycare. And How? How? Okay, exactly. Because when I first started reading this, I was like, how would a baby be forgotten inside? The neglect would be the parents almost because wouldn't they come to get the child? Like while the daycare was I feel like everybody's at fault. Every single person is at fault. How the hell are you closing up a daycare and you don't see a baby somewhere? So it says that... um, The six-month-old was forgotten in the daycare that had shut its doors for the weekend and that the mother recalled going to pick up her son on Friday and was met by locked doors. So she instantly started panicking, you know, like any mother would, and she didn't know what the situation was and she couldn't get in. Nobody else, like, picked the baby up, so she was really confused. And she called the director and the lady was like super apologetic and said that she was so mad and that she was almost there um, and that the staff had gone and somebody had instructed them to leave that was like cleaning the place and vacuuming, had said all the kids were gone, so all the other staff left. And they just left the baby there. And the only so thing So how did said, the cleaning people not see? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know if the baby was sleeping. Was the baby okay? Did the mother get the baby back and everything was fine? Yeah, the mother got the baby back. um, But, like, I I How does the cleaning people... Because surely that they're not... That baby did not sleep through everything. 
at six months old. Because I feel like at six months old, you're still crying pretty frequently, still eating pretty frequently, still need diaper changes. There's no way. And where the hell was this baby? I hope it was in a crib. Because if nothing else, at least the crib is a safe place. Well, so as I like continue reading on this, it says that the place was super apologetic, which obviously so, because I'm sure they're freaking out um, about it and saying it was a mistake and blah, blah, blah. But there's just certain things when it comes to people's kids, like those are not excuses. Like a mistake, that's not an excuse. Um, So it said that like according to the news, the they had received eight complaints since 2007 and that um, they didn't have enough caregivers for the number of children being cared for and that the children were being left unattended. And um, they found eight children to one caregiver in June 2007, which being in a daycare facility, eight kids to one is a lot, I feel like. And yeah. The caregivers, when they were starting to be questioned, they said that they had been inadequately trained and didn't know how to care for special needs children, despite the daycare accepting them as employees anyway, and that medicine had been improperly stored and staff was unaware of how to really properly administer it. And like they would use scare tactics to reprimand a six-year-old and their care that had been one report. So I'm just thinking to myself, what in the actual hell if after after two kids being forgotten or whatever the case may be, there should never have been eight. That place should have been shut down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Scared, how no. many times does a place have to be and that goes back really to our system because they have to answer to you know all of these different programs that they fall within certain guidelines or you know whatever. How many times can they get away with something before it almost takes an incident like this or a child dying or something like that before they take something seriously and put companies and places like this out of business to not be able to care for children? Because after the first right. incident, they should have been on notice. Yep. They should. Yep. I just couldn't yep. imagine. That's a like, damn shame. And I feel for that mother. Like Me the too. fear and panic that she must have felt is like because apparently this child specifically was there. You know, daycare has like normal hours, but then some daycares also have after hours for parents who work. You know, different shifts. Like some shifts daycare and, places mm-hmm. offer that, and that's what the situation was with this child. So it was there after hours anyway, wherever other kids would have already been gone anyway. So. I don't know. I just couldn't imagine being the child, like a six month old being in a probably dark place, not knowing what was going on. And then also the mom showing up to the place and sheer panic at the door, trying to get in, knowing that her child would have to be there, but there was nobody there taking care of her kid. Like that's terrifying. Right. Right. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really. All we have time for today, I've ran across so many like crazy things and we do have um, surprises coming up for you guys. We know that we gave you a lot of information today about (laughs) follow-up stuff and all kinds of things, but we do have new information and exciting things coming. So make sure you guys stay tuned. It's been 
fun chatting. If you have not followed us on at Coffee Convos Podcast on Instagram, we will be notifying when the tickets go um, for sale on there. Um, we'll just do a link directly to the website. Um, new merch, we'll do a link directly to the website for you guys to be able to swipe up and purchase there. Um, Again, we appreciate all of your reviews that you leave for us on iTunes. Um, If you do not know how to do that, then we are going to try to do it on Instagram to kind of walk you through because we've been getting so many messages about how people have the iPhone but don't know how to get to the podcast app. And so we are going to do a video to show you guys how exactly to get there and so that you can get the notifications every week. For those of you who do know how to get there and are listening to us on the podcast app, if you have not left a five-star review, you can just click the fifth star and also leave a written review. And we do read those. So um, we very much appreciate it. We love you guys and we will talk to you next week. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.